name's Sid Garza Hillman, and this is what I think. I've never gone in too much for dream analysis. Uh, just, it's a fine line of between legitimacy and insanity. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so I, I never, I never put much weight into that. Okay, is there some validity? Maybe. Is it house cleaning in the brain while you're sleeping? Probably. Uh, but I don't want to. Again, I don't want to piss anybody off. I so that's kind of how I was. But then, this week, I had a dream. Back in the day, before I was uh, did any acting, I had what's called a straight job. And I was working at UCLA. For, uh, after I had graduated, I took a job in the audiovisual department. You, if you've read my books, this is old news. But the manager of the department was a Hare Krishna guy. Really good manager, by the way. And we, he used to, he goes, we should go to lunch at the Hare Krishna temple. And I was like, wait, what? And he said, there's a really good restaurant there. It's called Govinda's. All you can eat, which let's face it, restaurants, uh, all you can eat restaurants lose money on me. This is what they do. They lose money. And they're like, I hope Sid doesn't come. Is he going to, can we make, put something on the menu that he won't want to eat because he'll just, he puts us in bankruptcy and that's not okay. And the Hare Krishna temple, by the way, big money maker. I mean, they own city blocks of things, multi-million dollar, which in every religion, you know, that's kind of their, their main deal is, am I right? So we would go to Govinda's and it was, I really liked it. And we would go fairly often. So in my, and I haven't thought about it. Haven't, haven't, nothing, nothing. A couple nights ago, I have a dream about Govinda's. In the dream, again, I'm not into analysis, but you'll see where this goes. Uh, I'm in the, um, in the buffet line and I'm serving up. Looked pretty good uh, from what I remember. It was it was a very, very accurate representation. So obviously there are neurons and synapses all uh, locked in in that, in that regard. It's, I can picture it very, very well. So I'm putting stuff on my plate and this guy comes kind of forcefully. It wasn't aggressive, but he kind of got close to me and he was going to try to get coffee. And, I, and I, in the dream, I very clearly picture the burner of you know, one of those bun coffee makers, like the burner, and there was no pot on there. Why? Because I let him know. I said, listen, they're brewing it. They're gonna come back with a coffee. All normal, very mundane, right? Not, not, here's the thing. Govinda's didn't sell coffee. Govinda's didn't sell coffee. Or, by the way, just a side note, the Hare Krishna Temple also did not let women clean any of the statues if they were having their periods. But that's... I don't want to go, that's a, too much of a tangent. I'm just saying they didn't sell coffee. And so I am waking up going, what does that mean? And so I got to, I got to get into that. Okay. So I'm going to, I signed up for therapy because I got to figure out, like, I never wanted to analyze a dream until now. I'm like, what is that about? That is, there's something there. The Stanford Inn Resort got attacked again. Um, because we ask that all people be vaccinated who dine inside. You can take the food to go, get it delivered to your room, do whatever you want, but you just to come in because we have, you know, there's young people and older people, whatever. It's just, it's just a thing. We're not the only ones that do it, but that's just what we do and we get attacked. So uh, I did ask for permission because I don't want to get, you know, into any issues, but I, there was a, such a great one. Um, one of the ones early on, by the way, was what you're doing is like having separate bathrooms for black and white people. That was one of my favorites. I may have talked about it. I don't know, but boy, that's a classic. That's a classic. But almost as classic was this one um, who compared us to Auschwitz, which 
if you think about it, um, just asking that people have proof of vaccination bec before they come inside to dine is a lot like Auschwitz. I mean, it is. I, I can't. I, it was like, you know, yeah, you're right. Here's the problem with this anti-vaxxer person. They're vegan. And these are the people where I go, can you at least not be vegan? Because this is why nobody will ever consider being vegan because of people like you. And you're just ruining it. You're not a good example. And you're just ruining the whole thing. Please, just please. I, I, I never thought I'd say this, but please eat meat. You, please, please, please. I'm begging you. Thank you to all my Patreoners. I got to tell you, not 30 minutes ago. Was I on a little uh, exclusive Patreon Zoom session with some of my Patreoners and just good to see people all over the country, actually all over the country. I mean, Minnesota, uh, Minnesota and Philadelphia, I think. Uh, lots of lots of parts of the country. Okay, so um, thank you to them and to all of you who support this show. Check the show notes for everything else. If you're like new to the show and you're like, what's this guy about and why is he talking about Auschwitz? Well, go to the show notes. There's lots of places you can find out about me and send me a nasty email. That's whatever. Not like I haven't gotten one. What I'm sipping uh, this evening is a very minimal amount. I'm trying to, I just, on Sunday nights, this is what I'm doing. I was like, you know what, during the podcast, but then that's it. I, I don't want to, a very minute amount, which is, by the way, all relative. I mean, you'd be surprised. But anyways, um, of this 18-year-old Aberlauer that my wife bought me for my birthday last December. And part of it is the reason why it's very minute is because I want this to last as long as possible, right? So I, I, I want to get a couple more months out of this. So it's just a trickle. It's a trickle. But man, is it good. I mean, for miles. Complexity for miles. Defenders of the state. Now, you might have clicked on this saying, oh, is this going to be a political thing? No, it's not political. I don't really... Uh, sometimes, you know, if somebody mentions Auschwitz, I might get a little heated. That... That's kind of the only thing that somebody... Otherwise, I don't really have opinions about anything. But if somebody mentions Auschwitz, I'm like, that's... Okay, can we... In my experience, and it's... I have a, I have a good amount of experience by now. I can say that without being douchey, right? I mean, I've done this for years. When people earn the level of health and happiness that they want... Side note, I don't think that going on a diet get you either it mocks that reality but it's not real and what's real is when you actually do the business of doing something so that it's going to last because that i think that health and happiness are not flighting they're not a day they're a life and so it's about building the long-term habits of this i think that's the reality of health and happiness but there's only one way to get there which is you got to do the work yourself okay that's I, you know, look, there's, diff, there's just different methods and different practitioners will point you in certain directions, but ultimately there's no getting around the fact that the hard work belongs to you. That's a good thing. But, and in my experience with clients, and by the way, I'll be very clear, definitely not 100% of clients that I've worked with earn, earn this. It's, it's just, you know, it doesn't work for everybody. Some people just, I, this is going to sound kind of harsh, but they either they don't have the motivation or they don't have the... I think everybody has the strength. That is absolutely a belief of mine, but they haven't tapped it yet. So they have work to do. That's okay. Or their motivation is just not there. They're like, you know what? I really don't give a crap anymore. Like I don't, it's fine. I'm he as healthy as I want to be. That's, it's not a judgment thing. It's like, you know, sometimes they have a goal and then they're like, you know what? It's kind of, I like, would rather just like do the things I'm doing and I'm, he I'm healthy enough. That's fine too. But when you actually do the work of earning the state of health and happiness, where you're sort of like, 
you're not there because there's never any actual there, but you go, you know what? Day to day, this is a whole nother animal than it was a year ago. And I took a year out of my 50 years that I've been on the earth. I just took one of those years and it wasn't a bad year because I didn't have to go away and live on a mountaintop and demand that everybody feed me. Yeah, I lived and I went to work and I was with my family, but I made little cracks in the in the foundation of of routine that I had been relying on for years. And I started making cracks in those things and doing things different. And I, every, every time I felt like I was going to get overwhelmed and, and uh, been out of shape about it and burned through my willpower, I would kind of ease off a little bit so that I could keep the, the train moving forward. And and eventually I got to a place where I, I feel good day to day. Like I, I'm slim and I'm, I'm at a healthy weight and I and I... I'm happy, I'm, I'm productive, I'm doing things, I'm working, I'm sleeping well. When, and you just kind of get there and it's not this big fan. There's no balloons that drop from the ceiling. Nobody goes, you did it. You Here's the finish line. You know, like the trumpets and stuff. You're just like, oh, holy, like one day you kind of go, holy crap, like I'm kind of doing better. And I almost didn't even realize it because it kind of snuck up on me. But I realized like I've, I've been kind of doing okay. To me, that's the most exciting thing, by the way. I love that. I love that because I don't think that health and happiness should be exciting. I don't think it should be this thing that you go, ah, look at me. I think it should be this thing where like, holy crap, this is the coolest thing. You've got this kind of deep satisfaction, this kind of next level living, you know, this kind of earned uh, quiet, you know, like a, you don't need to talk about it because you freaking did it yourself, you know, and you, and you, and you don't have to, you don't need, you know, not only do you not need any coworkers to go, my God, you look fantastic. You're just like, don't, can you not talk about that? Can I, cause it's all just normalized for you because you took the time and did the work to get there. And when you do the hard work of building this, you will go to great lengths. And I mean, great lengths to defend that state of happiness and health. You, that is when it not effortless because of all the stuff that we're bombarded with and outside pressures. The, those things will, will always exist and they're always going to be part of our lives if we're living in the world. That's just what it is. You can't, you're not going to move to a, a, you know, if you move to a little cabin in the woods to get away from all that, probably that's not the level of happen. I mean, you, to be, for most people that I've ever worked with who want to be happy, it's not a set, they want to be happy in the context of their lives. They want to, they want to be around longer with their families because they those are the things that give them joy. They don't want to be like, well, happiness for me is work is living in a cabin and writing manifestos. That that may be happiness for some people. I just don't think I'm going to work with those people. But for most people, they want to live in the generally in the context of their lives. Maybe they have a different they have their sights set on a different job, and that's part of their what they're working toward. But it's generally living in the world and just wanting to do better in that context. But when you actually say, okay, well, in order for me to do this, I actually have to do the work of earning this. And that's a good thing because when I get there and I realize I'm kind of doing okay day to day, I've had clients where they're like, I just, and I go, you're doing this, 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 and this. And they're like, oh, that's true. I'm kind of doing okay. I'm like, yeah, you're kind of doing okay. Like, let's work on some tools to continue this. But you you came in guns ablaze and thinking that your life's falling apart. And actually you're kind of kicking ass. I've had clients who I worked with in the past go totally fell off the wagon. I go, really? You're not doing this, 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 and this. And they're like, oh no, I'm doing those things. I go, well, okay. So you're doing better than you were, but because it's earned, you don't even notice it. It's not, there's not a lot of fanfare attached to it. So you, it, it's such a, it's like somebody saying, I just, I'm just oh, take horrible care of my, do you brush your teeth? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Okay. Well, that's a, an act of self-care. It just, we don't recognize it because it's not a big deal. It becomes not a big deal. Best part about it, right? It doesn't become a, it's not a big deal. However, when 
we, if and when we earn that reality, that level of health and happiness that most days is kind of like, this is kind of working for me. We have off days, but generally it's working for me. If that is threatened, if we take the time to earn it and, and then it is threatened, we will defend that and we will go to the mat to defend it because it's what we, we earned, right? So that's the, that's the thing about it. It's like, you know, building a business and you go through the, all the tough work of building a, a business, become successful. And then somebody's, you know, threatening the success of that, but you, you go to the mat, you're like, you know, you know, you're like, I'm going to claws out, like, don't touch this. And the necessity, and the, I would say a large part of this picture is, and maybe this is unfortunately, but it is crucial along the way of your earning health and happiness to develop a state of readiness, a toughened mind. And over the last, I would say six months, but not that long, because I never really thought about my work as a mental toughness training, but now I absolutely do think it's a mental toughness training because in the, in the sometimes, I'll be frank, hippie of journaling and deep breathing, fine, but the fact is they work. Meditation works. When you build in a habit and make it real data, it doesn't work a one-off. You don't meditate for 45 minutes and go, I'm ready, I'm good, I'm fine. No, you don't. You have to do it a day-to-day and you may start if, you know, with one deep breath and mo- move your way in and eventually become somebody who meditates. That's the hard work of this. It's easy to go on a meditation retreat for 10 days. That's easy stuff and maybe it's beneficial, but you've got to come back to the world. And when you've got to come back to the world, you have to come back tougher if you want to continue defending the state that you have earned, you cannot be vulnerable to all the outside pressures, whether they be marketing or com- companies or Aunt Judy or Uncle Max, for that matter, if I'm really, I mean, being honest, or comparisons to Auschwitz. I'm just, they're just, I'm just saying those are outside pressures that can affect our decisions if. We are not in a state of mental toughness in order, in order to say, I'm sorry, you're not letting that in and I'm not letting that in and not letting that in. Not because I'm a stupid, you know, stubborn, dig my heels in, you know, macho shithead, but because I'm so grounded in the work that I did and so clear about who I am that I'm not letting that in based on that. I let some things in because I also know where I stand on things, but I just know what doesn't get allowed in. But it's a mental toughness reality. It's a mental toughness state. So not only do you have you earned a state of health and happiness, you've earned, or I would recommend earning the state of mental toughness as well. And I think that it's not necessarily a separate thing. I think that when you are focused on maintaining your stress well enough to continue habits uh, or actions, I'll say, until they become habits, I think that they're built into that is a is a mental toughness training. I, that's what I have been talking about with clients since in the last six months. I've said, listen, you this is mental toughness because I do talk about discomfort. I do talk about the fact that you're going to be unhappy or less happy in the moment because you're happier overall and you're not looking for momentary excitement. You're looking for overall happiness. And that is a hardening. That's a, a hardening and toughening of a mind. Not so hard. Like a thick skin, like I say in six truths, like a, not too thick of a skin, but not too thin. There's a, a, the Goldilocks, I always say, the Goldilocks of stress, that kind of right in the middle, you're, you're mentally tough, but not dug in and not, and really not in a stressed way. There's a, I think actual mental strength and mental toughness is a, is a calm way to be. I don't think it's a looking for 
fights way to be. I don't think it's a reactive way to be. I think it's a confident and self-esteem way to be. And I think that that in doing this long-term work, you don't have to do this kind of raw, raw toughening your mind. I don't think that really works. Anyways, I think that again, a toughened mind is a subtle, a subtle open mind. It's a grounded mind. And really, if you look at it, I think the way to move forward in being an effective defender of your state, wherever that is, and I don't think this is not a touchy-feely workaround. I think that it's com- being committed to using mistakes as learning opportunities. I think that is part of the mental toughness picture for me. It is saying not, I'm pissed at myself for making a mistake because that's, we make mistakes. And of course we get mad at ourselves, but I'm saying don't commit to that. Like don't commit to this idea of perfection and all or nothing because you can't make a mistake. And if you do, you're somehow uh, less of a whatever. I mean, it's insane. It's not the part of our design. Perfection is not part of the human being's design. If you want to be a perfect human, you're going to make mistakes. That's what that is, is what you do. You can be pissed at yourself for a momentary fail, or you can review the game tapes as said by a guy who has almost no idea about sports at all. But I think there's game tapes. You review the game. You got lost. Oh my God, lost. I lost. You don't say worst team ever. You go, cool. Let me look at this game tape. Let me figure out a better strategy. Let me look at what mistakes I am making. This goes for learning too, by the way. Mistakes are one of the best ways for children to learn is when they make mistakes, they get to have, if they're taught well, they get, a, they get to have a teacher go, awesome. I'm so glad that you made that mistake because this is, look at this now. See how we can do this, 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 and this. And the kid goes, oh, right on. And not only they learn how to fix the problem, but they learn that having a mistake in the first place is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of, of being human. And what we do with that is the mental toughness that is built into being a, a proper and strong defender of your state. Review the game takes. Use every mistake that you make. Use every binge that you sat down and ate too much food as a learning opportunity to say, what could I have done better or what would I have done differently? If anything, maybe I wouldn't have. Maybe I was like, no, I binged that day. That's what I did. Fine, moving on. Learned, moving on. Figure out a better strategy for next time around because here's the absolute reality and truth there will most definitely be a next time around I know much better than you what it takes to be a better than you what it takes to be a man as I'm standing here on the outskirts I'm standing here on the outskirts and I better than you I try to claim every town I 
know much better than you Try claiming every time Cause I'm watching you here From the outskirts Cause I'm watching you here From the outskirts Just thinking Since moon 